Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. Jonathan Siegel here with Sean Moran of Sean Mo Hoops. And Sean, it has been a busy weekend for you, man. You were covering the live evaluation period in Texas. So to start off with, you know, how was it down there, man? How was the vibe of the area? Uh, it was a lot of fun. Just got back. So uh, everything's still fresh in my mind. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, a lot of lot of events to cover, a lot of good teams. And uh, obviously, the, all the college coaches were, were down there hopping between uh, Nike and Adidas and and Under Armour, you know, the events themselves were, uh, I'd say, fairly spread out in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area. Uh, so you had the Nike in Irvine and then Under Armour about 30 minutes away in Duncanville. And then you had about a, an hour an hour away in Fort Worth. Uh, so everything, everything was clustered together, but you still had to drive uh, some distance to get everywhere you wanted to go. And then the festivities kind of kicked off on Friday, right? Was it, I guess you were in, was it mountain time or central time? <laughs> uh, central time. So okay. got in Friday afternoon and, and had a nice uh, hour drive in traffic to get to Fort Worth and Adidas. Uh, since that one was the one that was a little farther out of the way, I figured I would knock that off Friday. That also happened to coincide with uh, the first game in Adidas was Will Baker versus Greg Brown, uh, both from Austin, Texas. And Will Baker is a, a big guy in the class of 2019 that has an offer. And Greg Brown has definitely received attention. And Sherelle just did a pretty, really good write-up on him last week in the 20, uh, 2020 class. So definitely wanted to see that matchup and then just hang out there and, and see what other things I saw. But on that day, Friday, to kick things off, uh, assistant coach Brad Frederick was in Fort Worth at the Adidas tournament. While I believe uh, Roy Williams was at Nike, along with, I believe, Hubert or Steve Robbins. I think it was Hubert as well. So, you know, they, they spread out. But I was at the Will Baker game. It was my first, my first time seeing him in person. And, you know, real big guy, 6'10", 6'11", you know, good-sized frame. But the first thing you kind of see during warm-ups is he is out, you know, basically from the NBA three-point line, just casually shoot, shooting jump shots. Uh, so he's definitely kind of a, a pick and pop big uh, that was evident right when the game started. He scored the first seven points right in a row. Uh, you know, he got fouled right at the basket, hit a, a pull-up three-pointer off the dribble, and then also hit a little float in, in the lane. So a little bit of everything, but uh, was impressed with him, uh, with his shooting ability. At the end of the game, he had a three from I'd say three to four feet behind behind the three point line, and you know was able to mix it mix it in down low a little bit, but definitely needs to kind of improve on his upper body strength, and is not the the world's greatest athlete from an explosive uh, point of view. So definitely kind of a a pick and pop big that I could see you know being a great European type player down the road. So where did you go else on Friday? Did you stay there at the Adidas for, for the first yeah, so day? Yeah, so after the first game, and there's really two main events of, of the 17s going on uh, on side-by-side court. So I was kind of watching that. Uh, the second game, uh, another 2019 wing, DJ Wilson, or sorry, not DJ Wilson, who's in the NBA, but Jalen Wilson, uh, another Texas guy. And he uh, did not have a great 
uh, scoring stat-wise game. I believe he shot six of 21 uh, in front of Coach Frederick. So not the greatest performance, but you know he, he was missing a lot of shots. And one thing I put on the message boards was even though he was missing, he was he was at least able to get pretty much a shot anytime he wanted. He had a he had a pretty good first step that was able to to get into that paint area uh, for either a floater or a jumper. And uh, he had he had deep range, so he was able to get his shot off pretty easily. It just wasn't uh, wasn't clicking that day. However, by you know looking at all reports and the stats, the next day uh, on Saturday, Roy Williams was in attendance, and he had a really good game. And I think he put up 26 points, eight for 17, hitting four threes. So, you know, it was, it was one of those you know in, in any tournament, one of those days where one game you might be cold, and then the next day you're on fire. So. Uh, Coach Frederick saw him at his, you know, at not his finest. And then Roy Williams saw him probably at his finest um, on Saturday. And then uh, the last game of the day, I saw uh, a rising junior, Jamin Brakefield, a Mississippi kid that played at Huntington Prep, that I think UNC was just starting to get interest in. And this guy's about a 6'7", 6'8", wing, uh, you know, so trying to refine his game, but a physical freak in the open court. And he went for 30 plus in that game. A lot of just attacking the rim uh, lefty and had a really good game in front of uh, coach Frederick. So three games on Friday night, all, all in the Adidas, all in Fort Worth, but uh, it's definitely good to lay eyes on, on some of the guys that UNC has offered and will Baker and has strong interest in, in some of the others. Did Roy watch anyone else later on on Friday? Do you know? So Frederick, uh, Frederick was the, the main guy watching on, on Friday and then Roy, uh, and I'll get to Roy's crazy schedule on Saturday, but that's when he showed up at Adidas. But, um, I think he was watching Cole Anthony, who one of the top point guards in the country, uh, he had a heck of a, a performance scoring 30 plus and, uh, the, the coaching staff paid a lot of attention to, and we're still trying to figure it out because it was difficult to try to get him or, or any of his coaches for an interview. But the PSA Cardinals, who Cole Anthony plays for, I know the staff put a lot of time watching watching them over the weekend, which will be uh, something interesting to monitor uh, going forward next week in Indianapolis. But in addition, I know they watched uh, Vernon Carey on, on Friday night as well as uh, Wendell Moore um, on Friday night as well uh, while they were at Nike. Well, you mentioned Saturday a little bit already, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Where did you start off the day on Saturday, man? Sure. So Saturday, you know, Friday and, and Sunday, both kind of abbreviated days, but but Saturday is a long one. With uh, At Nike, the game started at 8 a.m., and uh, they basically went until about 9 p.m. at night with a, a small 30-minute break in between, uh, and then... Under Armour, that started about an hour later. Uh, so their last game tipped at 9 p.m., uh, ending at about 10.30. So started at Nike and was in uh, the Drive Nation Fieldhouse all day long, which was a lot of fun just watching the Nike guys. And I'll get to a lot of the non-AU guys and, and some of the UNC people in the building uh, as well. But, you know, really, Hubert Davis spent a lot of time um, at Nike on Saturday while Roy Williams was hopping all over the place. I believe he, he started at Adidas in Fort Worth and then came to Nike and then Under Armour. Sorry, sorry. Let me, I'm trying to do this from memory, but Adidas, Nike, back to Adidas, 
Nike Under Armour, Nike and back to Under Armour, something I, I probably got that wrong. I think I put it in the message board, but it was pretty insane. The amount of different, he, you know, he hit all three tournaments multiple times and he was watching the last uh, Nike game of the day on Saturday, which featured uh, Vernon Carey and Scotty Barnes for, uh, for team Florida. And then he made it, uh, over you know 30 minutes to Duncanville to watch the last Under Armour game where he was watching Team Rio of uh, two really good guards and Brian Antoine and, and Scotty Lewis. So I was going to make it to that last Under Armour game and I, I did and all of a sudden I saw them come in as well and definitely impressed with uh, the amount of work they put in in that Saturday. But you know some of the players uh, Hubert was watching you know during the day he was, he was kind of bouncing around so once again watching Cole Anthony's team along with Brad Frederick. And then, uh, you know, we mentioned Jalen Wilson in, in front of Roy Williams. But uh, later in the day, Hebert was kind of putting eyes on Team United and and some of the wings they have and Jawan Gary and Pat Williams. And that was one of the more competitive games I saw as it went into double overtime, I believe, with Jawan Gary, who used to play with Jaleek Felton in high school, uh, making the game gaining layup and then you know they they went on to watching Wendell Moore uh and then again to uh Vernon Carey who's currently the number two big guy in the country and then over at Under Armour I know Roy Williams watched um Jeremiah Robinson Earl who play who's from Canada uh, plays for the KC uh KC run and then they also watched uh a wing from New York and uh Precious I'm gonna mispronounce the last name but Achiwua, uh, who they had put eyes on back in the, I believe the January, February timeframe, they went up to one of his high school games. So kind of a crazy, crazy day, but they, they watched a lot of games and a lot of uh, their main targets along with some ones that could be getting offers down the road. All right. So that's where the staff was at. Now, what about you? Which uh, were you just posted up at one place for most of the day or did you kind of bounce around as well? No, I was at Nike all day, so from from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So watched a you know a lot of good games and and watched a lot of the same games Hubert was was watching. But kind of a few a few notes. Uh, you know, I know Wendell Moore. Last time I saw him in person was October at the USA event, and at that time it seemed all but certain he was going to be committing to Carolina uh, soon after. And we all know that did not happen. And you know now he's he's gotten a lot of interest. Uh, Duke, Wake. Uh, you know, a lot of other schools have jumped in the mix and it seems Carolina has, you know, they're still definitely interested, but uh, have definitely kind of cooled a little bit um, and I'll, should have a story on him coming out later. But to be honest, I was really impressed with him. I don't know that I've been too impressed with him in the past, but I think a lot of the potential that Roy saw when he offered him as a sophomore is starting to starting to be realized and he's, you know, has really taken on the role of being the go-to guy and, and go-to score and was uh, really aggressive attacking the basket. And then, you know, also hit a, hit a few threes in, in the game I watched. And then uh, you have Vernon Carey, who Roy paid a lot of attention to late in the summer in July before he got a scholarship offer. And, you know, for that game it was you know, you had Roy there with, with two assistants, you had, Coach K there with an assistant. You had Izzo there with an assistant. You had Calipari there with an assistant. So pretty much all the, you know, big time coaches showed up to to his evening game as well. And then I'd say just one other 
thing to note. You know, I watched Team Takeover because I know Hunter Dickinson is a 2020 big guy from DeMatha up in Maryland that they had watched. But I really wanted to take a look at, at the point guard on on their team, uh, Jeremy Roach, who's from Paul VI and, and Fairfax and plays in the loaded Catholic League in D.C., where uh, you know, a league that has been good to UNC and Coach Williams over the years with with Kendall and Ginyard and, and Nate Britt, et cetera. So I don't know if there's been a whole lot of interest in him, but he's a rising junior guard. And I really liked him a lot. Uh, very powerful, very quick and explosive. And, you know, given he's from that D.C., Northern Virginia area, uh, you know, I don't think there's been much interest yet. But he's a guy, if I had to, you know, point and choose as one of the few that I wouldn't mind them getting uh, involved in down the road. So aside from Moore and Carey, did anyone else really stand out to you a lot during that Saturday? You know, one guy I liked, uh, Jalen LeCue, uh, who, who's from New York. He went to, he's at the Christ School down in Asheville. So I know the staff is is aware of him, and I don't think there had been a whole lot of interest previously. So Hubert watched one of his games and, you know, there's always a chance that he was watching uh, another player. They have a guy, uh, Kofi Cockburn, who's one of the most massive human beings I've seen in person. He's about (laughs) 6'11", just he he was standing in front of me and and the size of his legs was, uh, it was a sight to, a sight to see in terms of how large this guy is. But Assume they were there for Lequay, Lequeux. I'm not sure once again how you pronounce it, but you know he's a six four point guard and has a chance to actually I think reclass a year up, so that's a possibility. But I'd say NBA wise, along with Wiseman, who 24 seven has as the number one player, I would say he, you know I think he's ranked number twelve in the rankings. But in terms of NBA potential, I'd, I'd have to say he's going to be eventually in that top three discussion, just given his. Uh, physical traits um you know six four lefty guard that can just get to the rim extremely athletic uh which will obviously fit in the the nba down the road so uh, i know hubert was at the game it'll be interesting to see if anything does come of it obviously you want to see if if roy is actually doing a viewing as well but that perhaps that could come uh next week in indianapolis and then as i mentioned uh cole anthony you know, extremely explosive guard, the son of former NBA player Greg Anthony. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how much interest there is on on either side uh, from that standpoint. And then I guess just kind of two final thoughts on Saturday. One, the Under Armour game that I made it to late was a Team Rio game, and they have two explosive top 10 guards and Scotty Lewis and Brian Antoine. And, you know, these are two guards from Jersey that I first got to see. They were, I guess, freshmen playing at the Under Armour 16s and was really impressed with them. And I know Kentucky and Duke have have really put a, a lot of effort and, and press onto both of them. And UNC hasn't done so, you know, as of, as of yet. Uh, so it was interesting to kind of see them at that game, Roy Williams and Brad Frederick. And it wasn't, it wasn't their finest performance. They, they were both pretty awful and lost to a tough team, Philly team, in, in the last game. But, you know, right now there hasn't been really any interest from the UNC staff in those two players. So, once again, uh, I think next week will be very telling as to who uh, Coach Williams is watching in Indianapolis. And then uh, just one other note, you know, kind of being there is, is pretty, you know, interesting to see all the NBA players that showed up. Uh, you know, some of them were coaches. Some of them, you know, had kids on on teams such as Greg Anthony, 
uh, Scotty Pippen, Kenyon Martin, and then you had, uh, you know, Jermaine O'Neal, who's associated with the team, and Mo Williams. And then you had a lot of actually UNC guys there. Uh, Rashid Wallace was in the stands. He was watching. Uh, George Lynch showed up. Uh, Shaman Williams was was there. Uh, um, you had the Capel brothers together wearing their, their Pittsburgh gear. You had uh, C.B. McGrath from UNC Wilmington and, and Wes Miller from UNC Greensboro there. Um, and you could, you know, if, if any of those guys are watching the same court together, uh, they were usually sitting in close, uh, close proximity um, as well, just kind of, you know, showing the nature of the Carolina family. That is a really cool thing to to hear about. And it's probably even, you know, more, I guess, um, striking or memorable to see it in person. Let's jump right into Sunday, though, the final day. As you mentioned, though, Sunday was a little bit abbreviated as compared to Saturday. But, you know, was there still some good games to, to be had on, on that one? Yeah, so I was uh, I was over at Under Armour to, to start the day off. I uh, tried to get into Nike at the 8 a.m., but got there right at 8, and already at 8, uh, there's no more parking in the massive field house, so I just decided to head on to Under Armour because there were some pretty good 9-15 games. Uh, they had uh, the wing, who I mentioned, Precious, uh, from New Heights in New York, who was playing, and at the same time was Jeremiah Robinson Earl that the UNC staff has been monitoring pretty closely uh, over the last year. And I, I think, uh, you know, in terms of scholarship offers to come, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be one of the favorite uh, for that if it comes, you know, either before this week, after this week, or even later on in the summer, depending on when they offer. But uh, both wing players, completely different skill sets. Uh, you know, Precious kind of has an NBA body about six seven just long and and athletic and and really wiry and really slash to the basket but not much of an outside game or at least one that i saw where you have uh robinson earl that you know he put up uh great numbers yesterday put up 26 points today and once again good size kind of a, a physical type player that uh, really look to be a, a good leader and and somebody that is kind of a typical coach williams recruit uh, but he he impressed me and and when I was able to watch him, uh, so definitely some good games going on at, at that point. And then uh, caught a little bit of uh, the team Rio game. So once again, Brian Antoine and Scotty Lewis, and they were more on their game today than than they were yesterday. And and when those two are on, it's it's something to see. Scotty Lewis, uh, he has you know six four, six five, a six eleven wingspan, um, and you know once he attacks the basket, he can do a lot of creative things with it. And then uh, one other team I watched was West Coast Elite. And, you know, I, I, there's no real UNC interest, or at least that I, I know of, but Josh Green, an athletic uh, wing that plays at IMG, is on that team, and, and he, he played well. And then Nico Mannion, who's a rising junior from the Phoenix area, and I think he's mostly getting West Coast attention. But, man, that guy... He's a six-three guard, extremely explosive. Probably one of the quickest first steps I I saw all tournament, and uh, you know, kind of is very unassuming. So a lot of players will, you know, try to get in his face and talk trash, which usually ends up poorly for them. As as he'll blow by, blow by the guys, and and really athletic, so he can finish in the paint, shoot the three. Uh, so already on online, there's a lot of uh, YouTube highlights of his performances this weekend. So you know, he's another guy along with Roach that 
you know, there's no UNC interest, and I doubt there will be. But yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind if if there was just from watching him. Well, where was the staff then on Sunday? Did you see them where yeah, you were at? Or no, that's a that's a a good question that I I glossed over. So they were. Uh, not at Under Armour um, or Nike, so trying to figure out where they were. And I don't know if it was a red eye or early in the morning, but uh, Coach Williams and uh, I believe Coach Frederick showed up in Indianapolis as Adidas was doing these kind of regional regional tournaments this time. So a lot of it was in Dallas, but also Indianapolis and then a smaller one in D.C. Matthew Hurt was playing in Indy, uh, one of the you know top five player, once again, one of the main uh, targets of, of UNC and coach Williams, and he was playing in Indianapolis. So, uh, the coach coaches made the trip, um, to watch that tournament. And, you know, we're not, not sure if Hubert or Robinson, where, where they ended up, if it was DC or maybe another tournament, or if they'd already, you know, put their, their work in, but, you know, so there wasn't much to report in Dallas, at least in terms of the 17 and under, uh, under armor and Nike, but, who knows if they were watching some of the 16 action or in some of the other tournaments, but uh, Roy was watching Matthew Hurt as well, along with like Bill Self and a few of the other uh, big name coaches. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and take a quick commercial break. When we get back though, Sean, I want to ask you kind of who really emerged as maybe some of the uh, top targets of Carolina over this past weekend And then we'll look ahead to the next live evaluation, which is coming up this following weekend. So there's still a lot to talk about, but we'll be back right after these messages. Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. And we are back with the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegley here with Sean Moran of Sean Mo Hoops. All right, Sean. So when you were there, who kind of stood out as the main potential targets? for these upcoming classes? Like, were you able to kind of maybe see, all right, the staff has really seemed to be interested in this guy. Maybe they're not interested in this guy. Anything like that that you were able to take away from the weekend? Yeah, that's a good question. I think this weekend, I think it really sets up more for next weekend. Uh, you know, right, I think over over the weekend, they watched a lot of their targets and a lot of the kind of the big-name players that have offers. So, uh, your your Will Baker, who they've been ramping up interest in as of late, uh, but then also you know kind of your your Vernon Carries and Cole Anthony's, you know these top ten players, which uh, obviously would be a nice to have, but at the same time of of how realistic they will be to recruit when really every big time uh, school is is going after them, and then you know also Wendell Moore got attention, so. Uh, he, he's kind of been their main focal point for the last few years at the wing position in this class. But now uh, they're starting to really look at a lot of other wings. So, you know, I think in terms of, of who they really focused on is still a, a question mark outside of their offers. Uh, so I think it really sets up well for next week uh, to, you know, based on who they're watching next week, I, 
think shed a lot more light as to who they're serious about. I think this was a, a, a period just to kind of get familiar and lay eyes on a lot of the wings um, as well as some other bigs and, and younger guys before kind of putting in, uh, you know, getting coach Williams to watch them next weekend. But in terms of a potential offers or interest, uh, you know, definitely Cole Anthony uh, is one, just given how well he played and uh, his performance, as well as the UNC staff, you know, giving him a lot of attention. Uh, But then I would say Jalen Wilson with his performance in front of Roy Williams on Saturday, and then most likely uh, Robinson Earl, uh, given his performance as well, and that they kind of have, you know, more of a a history uh, with him. So I would say those guys are the ones that will probably see uh, more viewings uh, next week in Indianapolis, but it will also be very interesting to see if some of these guys, they haven't shown uh, a lot previously, such as a Scotty Lewis or maybe even a Isaac Okoro or a, a precious uh, Ashiwua, um, some, you know, some interest uh, next week. So I think, a lot of questions are still unanswered after this week because they did spend a lot of time on the targets that they have offered. But I think it's more of a, a setup period for, for next next week and then the offers that could potentially come after. Uh, we know I, I, I could be wrong, but I think last year they didn't offer anybody until the summer, even though they watched a lot of people after the live period. So, you know, there's no guarantee that offers will come, but they're definitely expanding their wing search and obviously looking for a, a, a good big guy in the, in the class of 2019. Were there any recruits there that you were hopeful the staff will end up looking at? Like, you know, maybe someone where you're like, man, I can see this guy really succeeding in UNC's system. I hope that the staff, you know, kind of does consider him. Anyone like that stand out to you? So, I, I mean, I do think watching Robinson Earl that he is kind of a, would definitely be a good fit and, and somebody that is kind of a, I'd say a Coach Williams type recruit. Uh, you know, mentioned kind of uh, Roach and, and Nico Mannion is, you know, I think Roach would have more serious interest than, than Mannion. But, uh, you know, those being some of the guys, Jalen LeQuay, LeCue, uh, you know, I think that's uh, more unrealistic. Uh, he seems more of like a Kentucky type guy. So, you know, one of, you know, even though there's a lot of basketball, there, there weren't a lot of marquee matchups, uh, you know, so you got to watch a lot of good players. But in terms of them really going against other marquee players, there, there wasn't kind of that star power in some of the games, uh, which I, I found a little disappointing on the on the Nike side, uh, definitely enjoyed, you know, watching Will Baker versus Greg Brown and in, in the first game at Adidas, but you know, there wasn't any, just like, Oh, wow. You know, this game was, was absolutely amazing. Or besides the Vernon Carey game on Saturday night. And that was more just to really see Carey and Scotty Barnes, you know, there wasn't any just marquee matchups that everybody was there to see. All right. So over the whole weekend, then Sean, Give me the, you know, just a few names of the guys that stood out the most to you. And that can either be guys that you saw personally or that you just heard, you know, kind of had a really great weekend. Sure. Overall, you know, Cole Anthony, he's he's averaging 28 points after the the first EYBL. Uh, so he had a he had a great performance. 
you know, I, I really think Vernon Carey, he, he continues to get better every time I see him play. Uh, you know, his dad played in the NFL for 10 years as offensive lineman. Uh, so he's just got kind of a natural girth to him. But every time he looks like he's he's getting in a little better shape. And you know, this guy, is, he's a massive human being. Again, he's, you know, 6'10". And I, I didn't see him hit any any threes. But I think Roy took in home with him and was kind of comparing him to, you know, just saying he could be kind of an inside outside threat, but he was, he was catching the ball at the perimeter and he was, you know, pump faking and taking people off the dribble, which is something you, you don't really see from that guy. And then Robinson Earl, I thought had a very uh, strong, consistent week, but in terms of some, some other guys, uh, Nafali Dante who pl- plays for Mill Candy elite. He's uh, a guy I got to see uh, back in February at basketball without borders. And he's six eleven with some ungodly wingspan of like seven, four, seven, six, uh, something, something like that. Uh, wow. and he was, I mean, he, he was playing team takeover and, uh, who had Hunter Dickinson, who's, you know, a year, you know, just a rising, rising junior. And I, I kind of felt bad for him because Nafali Dante is just, he was running the floor, just blocking any shot that, that came near him and then just, you know, dunking anything, anything around him. Uh, and then, or just one, you know, one other player to mention, AJ Lawson, he uh, plays for one of the Canadian teams. He's a six, six wing. Uh, and I know UNC doesn't re- besides for Andrew Wiggins, not much for, for kind of the Canadians, but he's a, a very just explosive athlete and, and score. So if they're looking for, for wings, which I, I know they are, he, he kind of definitely fits the, the mold that they're they're looking at so uh those are you know those are just some of the the guys that that i saw and 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 saw had pretty good games but overall it was kind of a a great weekend uh, a lot of time but as i mentioned in the the last podcast that came out friday uh you know if any any fan is in the midwest i would definitely recommend going to the indianapolis events just to to watch some of the recruits or see the the coaches in in action because you you see a lot of the the future college stars and uh you know future future NBA players all in all in one place. So then turning to the next live evaluation period which I think would start on Friday April 27th is is that right Sean? Yeah, so it'll be another similar uh 3-day three-day trip uh, starting Friday afternoon. Nike and Under Armour are in the Indianapolis area while Adidas is going to, you know, they're not this week, as I said, they're doing the regional ones. They'll be kind of all combined in Atlanta, which I believe Sherelle will be at. So there wasn't a lot of Adidas coverage from our end this week besides her Friday, but Sherelle will have uh, that one more than covered um, uh, this, this upcoming weekend. And I think, We'll be able to answer a lot of questions that we didn't uh, get answered this week when when Coach Williams and some of the other assistants were at Adidas on Saturday, uh, where we didn't have eyes watching some of those games. Well, where do you think the the staff will be primarily focused then this coming up weekend? I mean, are there going to be more UNC targets clustered at one kind of shoe related <laughs> tournament as as opposed to the others? Yeah, I, I would. You know, I expect them to be be split up, and I'm not sure if there's any other smaller tournaments going on. But I would imagine Coach Williams would be two days in Indianapolis, be, you know, bouncing around between Under Armour and, and Nike, and then then a day at a Adidas as well. You know, they they made it clear that they are willing to go 
all over the place, uh, you know, to watch the talent that they have offered scholarships to as, as well as uh, new, new talent, just given the miles that uh, Roy was putting on, on his rental car on Saturday, just hopping back and forth from, from all over. So uh, I think they'll be, you know, they'll be uh, taking advantage of the private jet life and, and going back and forth between Indianapolis and Atlanta. But I'd say, uh, you know, probably, uh, maybe a little more time at Nike, just given it's the be- it is the best tournament, and you know there's I believe 40 teams, so a lot of talent. But they'll definitely be uh, you know catching some of the Under Armour games, uh, and then I think spending a, a quality time at Adidas, just given everybody is in one location rather than split up like they were this week. And are you going to be at one of these tournaments as well, Sean? Uh, no, I I wish if I still lived in Chicago, I'd definitely be at at one of them, but uh, can't swing it. This time, so I'll be following afar and depending on uh, Ben and the IC crew for the, the message board updates and the timeline, which uh, they do a fantastic job. But uh, looking forward to all the coverage that Sherelle will provide uh, from Adidas. But uh, Scott Phillips will be in Indianapolis, who helped me and helped the Inside Carolina staff uh, this weekend uh, covering both Nike and Under Armour. So he'll be kind of the, the boots on the ground guy for the Indianapolis tournaments. All right. Well, I mean, we'll still try to get you on the next week because I'm sure you'll be hearing reports kind of trickle in and we'll definitely talk with Sherelle as well. (laughs) But uh, that will wrap us up for this podcast. Then try to get some sleep, Sean. I really appreciate you jumping on here though with me, man. Yeah, no problem. And just one, uh, one quick thing to add is that uh, really all three shoe companies have definitely invested a lot into technology into this one. I know Nike has been kind of the the forerunner and, and having really good stats, but now all three of them are are really investing the time and energy into kind of you know keeping live and updated stats. So if you're a recruiting junkie and, and you want to follow along, you can go to any of those three websites and you can get pretty much up to the minute uh, stats and updates from those websites. Oh, that's actually really cool. I did not know that. Yeah, and you know one other thing, they're also uh, trying you know trying to take a lot of the measurements, height, weight, wingspan, etc., um, and eventually get those on the website. So. Uh, definitely tr- trying to provide uh, a lot more data and hopefully it'll be released to the fans to consume rather than just kind of kept, you know, under lock and key by the various different league associations. I'm always a little bit skeptical too of the guys that, you know, do the self-reporting or, you know, someone will be listed at 6'10 and you're like, there's no way that dude is 6'10, he's 6'7. Yeah, I mean, you definitely get that, especially when you're interviewing the guys. And I'm six two, six three, and you, you can kind of eyeball and and see how many, you know, what a, a exaggeration some of the heights are. But when I left Under Armour today, basically when teams were finishing up, they're going into the media room, and uh, you know, they were it was kind of like the the NBA draft combine of of going in and uh, you know, standing against the wall, getting their their height and and being on a scale for their weight, as well as uh, they had a wall for the wingspan. So. We'll see if they, these are a little more more accurate than what's listed in the programs, but I think that you know something interesting, an interesting approach by all three in terms of uh, just trying to go a lot more data data heavy this year. It is, but you know I'm I'm always one of these where I think the more data, the more information that you have, the better that's going to make for everyone. And you know, as a fan, it's really cool because, like you said, it increases the accessibility. And you know, you're not you're not kind of just stuck in the dark and waiting to just hear maybe second, third hand reports of, of of these guys. Yeah, so it's I mean it's come you know go back ten years where you know just trying to find any recruiting information was was gold, and now it's kind of up to the minute whether it's Twitter or these 
these websites and now you you have com- you know established companies synergy and crossover uh connected to these and i i know you know they, they they're both known for kind of their shot charts and things like that and i don't know if those will be made available to the public but just you know more insight or data that are becoming available um you know for everybody all right man well we'll go ahead and touch base in uh maybe later on in, in the week possibly but i'm guessing sean we'll wait until the big uh, weekend is over with but until then from everyone here at inside carolina thank you to all the listeners we'll talk with you guys again soon thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of unc sports your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.